Get Certified Together program is created by Technocofe, your free online knowledge sharing website, based out in London. So you have to make sure whatever you are deploying as part of your application, you have to list down all the components. Security hardening is quite straightforward. Everything you are doing, every kind of uh, security best practice, in, be it in infra layer, be it in hardware layer, be it in application layer, security hardening is always there. You have to make sure your application which, uh, which you are deploying, it must be hosted on some guest operating system. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Get Certified Together series. This is episode number 37 I am recording today and surprise surprise there is something different I am doing today. For the first time I am recording a YouTube video as well and this is of course for you guys who are listening to me continuously and I have something different to show you this time. I am specifically using the word show because like I told you in the last week's episode that I will be buying few books and because we are in kind of this stage of the CCSP program that we have finished 50% of the syllabus and it's good time that we really get serious and start looking towards like those professional documentation. We should start practicing with the real questions as well. and. It makes sense to invest some money in getting some really good books. So I bought some books from from online stores and of course I wanted to show you what I bought. I would have told in the audio version as well. Just for information, we will be releasing an audio version for the podcast as well. So don't worry, I am recording this video as well as as in audio format so you will be of course getting the regular podcast in audio format as well so i would have simply told you guys about the name of the books but i thought it's it makes sense that uh, we can have this kind of like a video session where i will show actually the book which i bought and you guys can refer those you can look online yourself as well and just get it hands-on get yourself those things and start making really good progress because what i felt is although i was referring a lot of articles online i was checking a lot of things online i was finding some documentation which are free open source and you can just go and read them as you want of course i was following some linkedin learning session as well what i really felt is after some time you really need some kind of like official book official document which brings you this kind of confidence that what you're doing is absolutely right you're going in the right way you are following the right path and you're not just just going in in random direction just getting whole and number of sources while you yourself is not sure that are you really following all the topics are you covering everything as per the certification because remember we are not only we are doing this for the knowledge gain we are also doing it for getting the credential as well so once we have accredited with that certification that ccsp tag 
that's our ultimate goal that's our target which you want to achieve and this kind of this uh, normal saying when we were studying for engineering and of course i did a lot of certification myself as well there are two ways of learning one is gaining the knowledge and second at least pass the exam i really don't want to be in a situation where i'm only studying for the exam because that really defies the purpose once you only follow the syllabus you only follow those things which you will be supposedly getting in the exam then you are kind of limiting yourself in the knowledge in other way if you are just learning everything whatever you are getting on your hands then of course you will be able to clear the exam in the end but maybe it will take more time and we are in this situation because uh, we are almost in 21st episode relevant only for ccsp series we have already covered three domains so it makes sense that now we also follow some official documentation official guides and we can have this kind of idea whether whatever we did till now is enough or we are missing something and of course whatever we will do in future will be of course following that uh, defined path as well of course practice exam practice question papers they will help us in practicing the questions and giving us some kind of idea what kind of questions we can expect in the exam now one thing about ccsp which i'm not really sure i told you guys before as well i would have but uh, if i missed during initial discussion i i was going through uh, this kind of format i was reading about the format of the exam now ccsp exam itself is not like all those other multiple choice questions where you simply follow that you will have four options of a question and you have to select one or more than one and get some kind of marks and if you feel that you are not sure about one particular question just skip that and you can move back again or even you do everything you finish all 60 or 70 questions then come back and take another look of whatever you have done till now whatever answers you have given for that particular questions all those questions and you can have kind of like uh, you can revise everything and you can then submit the exam paper it's not like that in ccsp because in ccsp if you actually select yes for a particular answer and you move to the next question that previous question is gone you cannot go back and you cannot check back what you did and sometimes what happens is i'm not sure it really happens with you guys but sometimes with me what happens is i give answer to particular question and after two or three questions ahead i will get something similar some similar questions and then i realize with the question which i answered just three or four questions back was somewhat related and whatever i answered for that now i realize i might have done wrong there but i cannot really go back because that question is already submitted as kind of like my answer to the official questionnaire so i cannot really go back and change my answer i cannot revise and recheck whatever i have done till now and that's why i really felt that it's really important that we should be getting some kind of official practice guide as well now i will show you guys first of all what i bought and of course then i'll show you where you can buy as well so that's the first book which i got which is uh, ccsp official study guide if you guys are seeing it opposite it's kind of like mirror image then it's official study guide and of course i'll show you in the in my screen as well so you can just follow the name i will i will provide the name as well in the in our uh, show notes so you can refer that and second book which i got is official practice test which is again for ccsp so both of these books are recognized by ic square if you see ic square logo will be somewhere here for information ic square logo is also changed so that's another big news these days ic square is earlier it used to write kind of like in mathematical terms isc in bracket and then square and now it's simply isc2 so they have they are making a big round 
of discussion and big round of kind of like celebration everywhere that we have changed the logo i'm not really sure what different it makes but of course it makes them happy so isc square logo is changed but books are recognized by isc square let me quickly show you on the screen where you can buy it or how it really looks like so this one is on amazon if you can see i can see the new new book price is around 50 pounds which is for paperback i am also having the paperback so of course it will be a bit expensive key thing is this book you cannot buy in pdf format so some of the ebooks which uh, sometimes we get ebooks of a lot of books which you can buy in uh, when you log into amazon and select a book which you want to buy they give three or four options you want a kindle version you want a paperback you want an ebook for this particular books you will not get ebook so either you have to buy paperback i'm not really sure whether they give kindle version as well and of course it doesn't make uh, if you are really comfortable with having another device if you have a kindle already you can look into it but uh, anyhow i bought paperback one so you can buy easier for us to read whenever we are so these are the books which i bought and these are by mike chapel yeah so these are the books which i got and of course you can buy them you can look into them whenever you want that's why i stressed upon that it's really good to have kind of this official documentation and time to follow them so that's the whole idea behind recording a video but of course i while recording this stuff for for this week's episode I really like this concept and to be honest it feels kind of different because earlier I was just speaking with myself and now I'm speaking in front of camera so it it feels kind of different it feels someone is really looking into me so I find it much better version of doing it so probably from next week as well I'll be recording in the in the camera and uh, for YouTube as well so you can find in YouTube you can find of course on podcast version as well anyways uh, so uh, this week's episode we can of course start before that same old news for football as well i'm not really sure what's wrong with manchester united means i was really hoping they will do something better this time surprise surprise they are not i'm not really sure what's the problem because i myself is not an expert in the football but when i was watching that game what they were really doing means if you are from the same background as well if you know a bit about football it's not really about passing the long ball if you go into the history of football this is something which everyone used to do it 30 or 40 years back even maybe i don't know 30, 25 years back there was this strategy of defenders sending the ball all the way to your striker they will kick a long ball and you will have a tall long striker who will get in behind make a big fast run and he will get the ball on his feet and try to kick it right away sounds simple right well it doesn't really work not now if you really follow football it's much more kind of like possession based and kind of like you have to pass the ball as much as you can and just make your way around the whole midfield and then you really go to your strikers you cannot just simply run because of course now defenders are smarter they they will not let your team striker to just run behind them and get that flying ball from the top and somehow that's what they were doing and they were not really passing the ball and it, after some time it was kind of like frustrating i'm not saying that i am i can do better than them they are of course professional players but that's the key thing right the professional player they are the professionals they should be doing better because they are paid better for doing that job they are they have talent to do that job as well I, i'm not saying they are not talented as well so of course we as an audience we as a supporter expect something better i hope this saturday they will do something better they will at least improve a bit at least score some goals but to be honest i'm i'm not really that hopeful again i'm down to my lowest point because i was expecting something better against weaker teams 
when you're playing against weaker teams you want your team to win you want your team to perform well and even then if they are not doing good then of course it breaks all your hope and you feel bad anyhow for those people who are listening on on audio format it's time for a advertisement break and those who are listening to video format i'm not really sure how advertisement thing work on youtube so so if you save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app get half gallons of delicious kroger milk for 129 each then get flavorful tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for 249 a pound all with your card and a digital coupon shop these deals at your local kroger today or tap the screen now to download the kroger app to save big today kroger fresh for everyone Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. See, I create my, I write my own notes as well. So if you guys, I can show that as well now. If you guys think that uh, I was just reading from some document when I was recording my podcast. So it's not like that. I really do my homework. So I, I prepare my own notes and... don't ask me copy of that because i i'm not sure how i can send that copy yeah so in the last week episode we have already finished something related to cloud application basics how applications are deployed what is software development life life cycle and there are some of course pitfalls associated with putting application onto the cloud you cannot put everything on the cloud just remember this one bit all the applications are not compatible you have to do a lot of fine tuning if you want to put something onto the cloud and of course i had a discussion around that as well to you guys So uh, in this week episode I told you that we will be discussing about the strategies which we can put into the place for secure development life cycle software development life cycle so of course if you are putting some application onto the cloud if you are doing some fine tuning you have to make sure that you are following all the security strategies and you are following all the standards so that your application which comes up is kind of like uh, completely secure is having least amount of surface attack it's quite uh, following all the standard all the best practices we discuss about owasp top 10 as well so the web application relevant security risk which are uh, listed by owasp which is an organization and they listed down 10 key threats which comes something related to maybe authentication something related to wrong injection and your code is not behaving as expected we discussed that as well in the previous week's episode now let's discuss about the strategies which we can put into the this software development life cycle now software development life cycle i will break down into the three phases one is the phase where we are actually deciding upon what kind of application we want to put what kind of components will be having then of course we will be having design phase where we will be designing our application and last but not least afterwards which is sometime i say day 1 or day 2 where application is really live in your network and it's deployed and users there are real live users who are using that application so for the first one where i will be discussing about this before part where everything is still in consideration phase where we are still discussing about what kind of security strategy should be there what we should follow we have to think about vulnerabilities because when you are putting any application when you are dis- still deciding upon the kind of components you want to put on that application it's good to have discussion of vulnerabilities right away you don't really want to use some kind of application which is maybe already breached upon which is kind of having components which are not secure which is not following the standard way of coding there can be lot of scenarios where you before even deciding upon what kind of your application code look like what kind of users you will be having or what will be the different scenario how your application will work in day 1 and day 2 what kind of 
observability and monitoring functions you want to put in place before even deciding everything that you can still can get some kind of idea from of course open documentation from following the journals following the international conferences where you can get an idea like what day-to-day problems come in an application what kind of vulnerabilities a particular software or a particular code have and what other team or other organization other industry other people in the industry are doing to resolve those problems so you can discuss about that common vulnerabilities right away during that initial discussion phase as well another key thing is threat modeling now of course i will tell you about more about all these components in detail as well but let me just give you kind of overview so another thing is threat modeling where you kind of create this threat model kind of like a, a layout how your application might be hacked upon or what kind of risk your application will be having when you really deploy in the production phase how it will really look like and what can be the surface area where anyone can attack your application so you create kind of model uh, during software development phase itself you can discuss about cloud specific risk now remember cloud application itself in fact not cloud application any application itself cannot be running directly onto the cloud the application which are running on traditional infrastructure on prem or even private cloud they have their own risk their own associated uh, threats to them because of course application uh, this kind of like info security is not coming when we discuss about cloud it was there before as well even before cloud was there traditional application itself they have a lot of risk associated with them but when we brought that application onto the cloud there are some risk which came which are only there because we are moving into the cloud they might not be relevant at all in the traditional infrastructure so we have to consider those risks as well which are coming now into consideration which was not there before and of course after you have to test your application you have to make sure it's quality ensured and everything is working absolutely fine that's the key requirement right now to avoid everything i'll give you a crux of three or four things one is you follow the best practices you completely decide on from where you are getting your software you keep check of everything which we call as this kind of like s bomb where you have software bill of material so whatever components your application having whatever individual components your application is using to run itself they must be listed down and they must be checked as well because maybe a source code of a particular application can be following some another source code which is compromised which you are your application is not calling directly but it is one of the component of your application so you have to make sure whatever you are deploying as part of your application you have to list down all the components security hardening is quite straightforward everything you are doing every kind of uh, security best practice in be it in infra layer be it in hardware layer be it in application layer security hardening is always there you have to make sure your application which uh, which you are deploying it must be hosted on some guest operating system so that guest operating system is security hardened even if you are using kubernetes because kubernetes is uh, or kubernetes or containers they are not essentially using this guest and host os based deployment even in that scenario you have to make sure that the base infrastructure or base operating system layer is having all sort of uh, extra or additional unused processes disabled all the security strategies related to maybe which service can uh, run on using root which service cannot run as root and anyone should not be having access directly as in administrator of that particular uh, master or control nodes so you can apply those those sort of security hardening best practices anywhere now let's discuss first about cloud specific risk what new things came when we moved things onto the cloud when we moved application onto the cloud 
first thing is data breach now data breach again you might say that it was there before but it was quite tough to go into a traditional data center from the internet and try to extract the data try to extract the information from inside you can understand it must be really tough for anyone but when we moved application onto the cloud we are already bringing something which was inside which was stored inside my locker in my own house i'm bringing that information i'm bringing that important stuff and putting it on someone else data center sounds scary right so of course data breach is one thing which came when we start moving application onto the cloud so this is one of the cloud specific risks another thing is data loss where while moving this application while moving this stuff from my inside my locker inside my house inside my data center organization when i started to put this onto the cloud of course i am relying on some third party to manage that i'm relying on my cloud service provider i'm relying on internet i'm relying on uh, all those disks which are running somewhere i'm not really sure where they are so i'm relying on all those third parties and there is a risk associated that during maybe transit of the information from my organization to the cloud or if my application is sourcing some information from the cloud to the on prem during that phase itself or something bad happened to the cloud data center itself i might have a risk of losing everything and that's the one of the key thing which came only when we have kind of this cloud deployment model api security is another key thing which came only after we moved to the cloud because apis of course application were communicating before as well different components were talking to each other but apis the the widespread use of apis came only when we start moving things onto the cloud your application is now deployed sometime on the multi cloud scenario where one component is running on azure another component is running on aws maybe it's following a hybrid model maybe within the aws itself you are running some services and you want to call those services from your on prem ide your development environment to the production environment which is running on aws so you're calling aws apis in this case everything is start revolving around more and more towards api security and api security again was not that relevant before but now it's one of the key thing key risk which came when we start using more and more towards the cloud based deployment of course multi tenancy is one of the thing we came which came with the cloud and multi tenancy we have discussed a lot of time so uh, no point in discussing that again and last bit is cloud is still new even though lot of people lot of organization they are they are using it more and more and they are more and more getting expert in that we have lot and lot experts who know more and more about cloud now but still there is big chunk of engineers big chunk of end users who really don't know how cloud works or what kind of at least from security perspective what kind of risks are associated with cloud so we might not have that kind of awareness that kind of due diligence among the end users among the cloud users that they are really using the cloud and they have to make sure that they are following all the best practices and they are using the resources as well cloud is really expensive if you don't follow kind of like this uh, due diligence in, in terms of costing so you have to always get kind of this peer reviewed approval if you are deploying some kind of resource you have to keep checking a lot of things which in on prem when you have already invested in servers big data servers are already in place in your organization no one really bother because money is already paid for them but in case of cloud you are using pay as you go model so you can lose a lot of money if you go into the cloud and if you don't follow the standard practices let's move on to the threat modeling now now threat modeling is like i told you it's done during the design phase where you create kind of like this model of your application environment how it will look like and then you 
discuss on what kind of threats might be associated with this application for example if you are if you are creating kind of like an instagram like application so you will create this kind of layout that we will be having a front end where someone will log in and can upload the photographs one risk associated with that is maybe how you will authenticate that user that he's really uploading his own photo or he's not able to download the photographs of other so one of the threat is there then in backend these photos will be stored somewhere then those storage how those uh, that front end is talking the back end what kind of secure communication is there in the back end as well where you are storing whether the data is encrypted if your instagram is of course may not be encrypted if you are simply sending photographs but if you are creating some kind of banking application then all communication should be encrypted so uh, this whole threat model will get more and more complex and you will then get an understanding of what kind of security strategies you have to put in place in different layers or different components now one of the thing which i read about this uh, threat modeling is stride stride is kind of acronym of different different ways or different uh, you can say different things different components you have to keep in mind when you are creating this threat model so different kind of risk attack vectors which can come in different kind of scenarios so for s s means spoofing so someone is spoofing someone is just coming in showing uh, or hiding their own identity and they are coming it as a different user or as a different system so they are spoofing their real information another is tampering where they alter the data they tamper with the data which is either stored somewhere or which is in transit which is going from system a to system b second is repudiation so r stand for repudiation where something goes wrong and you really don't know who did it you try to capture someone you try to get hold of someone and they deny that they didn't do anything so that's of course related to repudiation where you cannot actually get the footprint or you cannot get the you cannot get any idea who did what because there is no proof any whatsoever anywhere so it's tough for any incident response team to identify what happened next is information disclosure where you are leaking the data to the public and that's another key thing d is denial of service which is kind of related to availability so your data should be always available your application should always be available and if you are having this denial of service then of course it's a risk as well and last is e e stand for elevation of privileges so so someone is escalating their privilege and they are supposed to be working as administrator but now they are working as root so elevation of privileges another key thing which you need to make sure consider when you are discussing about when you are creating this threat model so now everything which i mentioned in this stride are used to assess your application and to assess kind of create this kind of risk factor of your application and apply all the patches all the security best practices to make sure you are blocking everything you are considering all the risk and you are mitigating them you are putting in all the best practices to make sure it's it will not happen this kind of thing will not happen some of the key thing is like you can use secure api communication you can have encryption you can source data from a trusted source so whatever we discuss in cloud specific risk will come into the picture when we discuss about threat model as well so how you can mitigate the threat modeling related risks now last bit is quality assurance now quality assurance is nothing but making sure your application is doing what it was intended for so if you are deploying your application for a particular purpose like maybe a, a banking application maybe an instagram maybe you are creating some kind of like amazon kind of website where you want anyone can sell and buy stuff so different kind of application can be created as per your organization need and they must be tested according to the quality assurance they must be tested with the, all those load testing so you check that application is not getting overwhelmed when they are load up load and load of users are coming on a particular day or time so your application is always up and running it's functioning as it is of course you can have some kind of like uh, end 
endpoint detection kind of system as well you can also create some kind of first testing where you send a lot of random information to your application and see how it behaves how it really functioning with that random data or random thing you can kind of like resolve a lot of issues which may come when your application really go live so all this comes as part of quality assurance and name itself suggests what we really want to achieve from the quality assurance now one more thing is quite important when we discuss about application which was there before as well so this is not something which came after cloud came into the application deployment side when we are putting any application of course it will be released with all the source code everything stored in some kind of common repository end users will come up with some kind of recommendations some kind of suggestions based on their initial experience and your developers will start rewriting some stuff they will start adding more and more uh, features to your existing application so application will be having kind of uh, major and minor releases as we go on even if your phone have these kind of updates you can really see that any kind of software requires some kind of updates and requires some kind of patching all those will be released in this uh, release cycle where they will release minor and major releases everything should be tagged with a proper versioning as well because one should know that in which release what new features were added what old bugs were fixed this will help in kind of like tracking the all the changes and of course if something goes wrong in the future release you can revert back to the older one if you really know what was happening in the older one so it's really important about versioning configuration management is nothing but all those tools which we can use be it ansible be it chef puppet which we can use to perform day one and day two configuration because you really don't want anyone to go inside your system when your application is up and running you don't want to do it someone to log in manually and change the codes it's best if you rely on some kind of like these tools which will do this for you on your behalf and you can run it remotely from your system from or from a from a controller you can manage 10 or 20 server 10 or 20 virtual machines you can push code from there and everything will be patched or if you are having some kind of new release that new release will be applied on all the end system so configuration management and versioning are kind of like which comes in day 1 and day 2 i mentioned about the after phase of the secure software development life cycle and they also play a really important role when we discuss about security in terms of cloud application or any sort of application to be honest I think we still have some time so let me quickly cover one more topic before we end today's topic this one is quite interesting one because this one deals with assurance and validation now assurance and validation is kind of related to quality assurance which i discussed and where we were actually testing with the doing all all those sort of testing to determine whether my application is working absolutely as expected any sort of like testing should be done in kind of like two different ways or covering two different aspects that's the right word functional testing which actually deals with your application performance application capacity and all those things second is security testing which really deals with the security aspects of your application so we of course do functional testing to make sure that our application is always up and running it will not get overwhelmed with the with more number of request it is it will be always having utilization under control and if utilization is going above then we will deploy another machine or another container we can spin off new server all those are part of functional testing for security testing specifically which is the key thing which we want to cover as part of ccsp is quite wild actually it's not really that straightforward now if you think over yourself 
in uh, security testing what should be coming first first is of course vulnerability you have to scan your vulnerability which we did from nessus scanner in our comptia i told you guys about the nessus va scanner so you can use those free tools you can have paid tools as well to scan your application scan your machines scan your host operating system guest operating system to kind of have like this basic idea of which vulnerabilities are there in your application or in your software and you can of course patch them just remember one thing we have zero day vulnerabilities which are not part of kind of like this vulnerability scan and we really cannot pick them up because vulnerabilities can actually follow existing cves and zero day vulnerabilities not captured at part of that so it's quite important to remember a brush up from the comptia second is pen testing pen testing is nothing but doing actual penetration testing someone you hire some organization or some team of good hackers they try to get into their system they try to break few things and see if they are able to do it and if they really are able to do it then they will give you some kind of suggestion what you guys are missing and what kind of security strategies you can put in place so that something like that doesn't happen again so that's pen testing beside that we have two different new kind of uh, terms in this application testing for this particular domain which is static application testing and dynamic application testing now static application testing is where you just read the code you get whole code in maybe in gitlab or maybe in some other repository you read out that code you try to find out what might be wrong in this code what wrong things might have been written and what can be written in a different way as well because remember any sort of code because i am now also having some kind of background in the coding so any sort of application any sort of code can be run in multiple ways you can write you can use a lot of modules to get the same result which can be achieved from a different module or can be achieved with, from a different function as well and it's all upon the expertise of the coder itself the the person who is writing that code to use less and less number of modules less and less number of functions to achieve the same thing to achieve the same target and sometimes like i mentioned we tend to write this username password or some other things hard coded in the code itself which is wrong practice and of course if someone is reading that code they can clearly identify that something is written wrong there it should not be here it should be encrypted or it should be calling it from some other software some other vault it shouldn't be hard coded into the code itself but surprise surprise if you are giving this kind of suggestion only by reading the code that means you need to be expert in that not only that code itself but you need to understand the whole scenario why this code is written where this code will run what is the system design of that application or that components where this code is will be applied on maybe you find some issues in the code but it is really important for that application to function so you need to be expert in that field and it's quite tough it's quite a rare ability so of course that's the problem with with doing static application testing where you are relying on the expertise of someone and it although is easier because uh, you are not breaking anything you are not risking anything you are just reading the code and giving the suggestion so you are not going into the system and identifying and doing testing so it's safe but it it's quite tough as well it's cannot be done so easily and you have to rely on someone else to doing it for the dynamic app testing it's completely opposite to static in dynamic you mm. are really going inside your application and you are trying to run some commands you are trying to break few things and identify whether your application is working as it is or, or what kind of risks are associated if someone hacks into the system what kind of things that hacker can do that intruder can do in inside your application so you have to cover all those scenarios of course you can break lot of things while doing it your application need to be in the test environment you cannot really do this testing in the production phase itself it's always risky to do it good thing is because it 
actually cover someone logging in and then trying to find its place so you don't really want someone to be expert who can really just read and tell you guys that th there's something wrong here engineer or end security guy or whoever is testing into this application they can run some predefined test cases they can give you the result and based on those result anyone can give you some kind of suggestion so it's not really dependent on the expertise of someone on, on the person who is doing this testing it's more into the scenario which you are covering as part of this testing should be more and more enhanced should be covering ev everything that's the only key thing you need you don't need the person who is do running those test cases to be an expert as well it's fine that some junior level guy can also do that as long as your documentation is good of course recommendation is always do both so you have to do static and dynamic testing it can give you an overview on the both sides so you can have your code analyzed as well as you can cover from real application breaking testing and beside that us also have some kind of recommendation for your testing so different kind of scenarios which you shouldn't miss means of course you can have lot and lot of things on top of that but at least these few things you shouldn't miss in your in your testing phase which is all the tests related to identity all the tests related to authentication authorization session management input handling and cryptography so these kind of uh, basic things should always be covered in your testing phase otherwise you can miss few items or you can miss few scenarios which might result in breaking your application all right, I think that should be enough for today's episode and uh, I will be keep on creating the videos. Other than that, like I told you last time that we will be having CISSP as well. So that's another thing. Uh, that's another part why I started making video as well because our CCSP group was doing absolutely fine in the audio format. But uh, for CISSP, like I told you, I'll be doing it with uh, one of my friend in the live session. So CISSP, of course, uh, we will be having video recording all right that's all for today's episode and in the next week episode we'll be covering other topics of domain 4 related to the application security so we will be covering iam again we'll be covering something related to sandboxing cryptography and there was one topic related to firewalls web application firewall and all those other uh, supplementary components which we can apply to make sure our application is always secure so everything we will be covering in the next week's episode and next week video if you have anything any questions related to these books if you are want to have some kind of idea like which book i bought and which book you should get then of course uh, drop me message or drop me comment on now you have this youtube video as well one more thing keep in mind that uh, i have bought an older version because i have read from a lot of blogs and a lot of uh, videos as well it really doesn't make much difference if you are going with uh, older edition not that old it's just n minus one so it's one edition older because i was getting it cheaper from uh, from a second hand bookstore in in united kingdom so if you are in, if you are in united kingdom you can go to this website wobwob really incredible website and i got my books really cheap there and they are second hand of course i can see the markings and i can see those uh, highlighters but really good condition of the book and i really saved a lot of money because of that so if you are into united kingdom or if even if in your country you have this kind of concept where you can buy older books then it really doesn't uh, make any it doesn't have any harm if you are following the older edition as well because so far i've seen that most of the top in fact all the topics are same and maybe in the new edition they have few more things but we can get away with the older one as well hopefully it's a completely your choice i am following the older one i to be honest i am not going with the latest one all right see you 
goodbye and good luck thank you for listening to get certified together if you loved our content then please like and subscribe from your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss the notification for our next episodes and announcements Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.